After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Intermean, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. Gentlemen. Yep. Here's the topic for today. Let's talk nonfiction books. What have you read lately? What's been interesting to you? I'll start off. Go ahead. Let you think about your answers. Uh, I'm in the middle of, but I've been listening to Chaos Monkeys. And it's a very interesting book. And it's by a guy that worked at Facebook. He had a startup. And then he uh, spun off, basically spun the start off into basically he went to Facebook. His partners went to Twitter. It's by Antonio Garcia Martinez. And he recently there was an issue where he got hired at Apple and then he quickly got let go at Apple just a few months ago. And, you know, I don't know the complexities of all that. But it's a very interesting on the ground sort of story. What's it like to work at a company like Facebook? And from his point of view and understand it is very much his point of view of a guy that worked there and then had a project that go forward and then he left and et cetera. But, uh, it's, it's was in the early days, not early days, but I mean like around 2010, 2011 at Facebook. And you just look at how much that organization has grown and changed over time, which was uh, just fascinating, very, very fascinating sort of like, you know, to see what, you know, ah, they weren't really good at ads then, you know, they, yeah. they really hadn't figured out targeting and they hadn't figured all this stuff out, which they have now, you know, this was a company that when they had their IPO, it was it like, like 40 billion or I forget what the IPO was at. And then people are like, well, are they really worth it? Or I mean, what was the Facebook IPO at? Anyhow, very interesting. The book is, uh, from his point of view and, uh, I, I, I was going to ask, this is the one that had a little bit of controversy around it, uh, and it, didn't it cost him his job at Apple? Yes, uh, yeah. apparently. And and so he, he he's, the content is a bit uh, uh, bro-y, and not, always, not in a good mm. way kind of way, that or sounds- whatever, he's, he's, he's a very... Yeah, that 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 sounds yeah. like based on the 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 passages that I remember reading as this was becoming a thing on the internet, uh, it very much seems like it was written from a a Silicon Valley tech bro perspective, which, considering the title and theme of the book was here's a story from a Silicon Valley tech <laughs> bro perspective, I thought. But he's he's not a tech. I think he's not. He's he's a he's a guy that came from finance and stuff. Okay. So he worked at. He worked at Goldman Sachs, so he was sure. a guy that was like a pro, pro, he was an East Coast guy coming into sort of the tech world, telling you what's going on there. So gotcha. Well, then, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that also comes with its own kind of culture of of uh, uh, more Patrick Bateman esque, perhaps. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. There was there's an element of heightened masculinity and money <laughs> that uh, that is that is unique to its time and place and profession, uh, but. So so you so you liked it like the 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 whole of the book uh, was worth it. It's an interesting read. I think if you're curious, like I, I think that reading firsthand accounts of people that work at these companies is very fascinating. 
And so I think if it's a subject you're interested in, I think it's in, you know, what's it, you know, it is a very, I think you understand, he demystifies a lot of how the world works. So you hear about like aqua hires and things like that and how yeah. that works. Um, you know, what does it mean when you have a company with like three other engineers and, you know, you get, you know, some other company comes on and buys you. What does it really mean when they're really after the talent and stuff? And then it's like, congratulations, now you're an employee, you know, yeah. et cetera. So I would say that like, uh, yeah, he there's there's a meanness, you know, there about the, how he kind of refers to sort of people in the Bay Area and stuff, which I imagine if were he writing that book today or whatever, it'd probably be a very, very different sort of approach. But also I think that it's like, it feels... Uh, I don't know how to. I mean, it, there's a, there's a genre of that kind of like style of writing, which I think he was trying to go for. But when you're writing firsthand account about yourself, yeah, it doesn't reflect too flattering on it. But again, um, what uh, very interesting. How long ago did it come out? Was that recent or? 2016. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So not too long. Ago. The revised edition, but I love, but I love reading biographies about people firsthand and their experiences. Yeah, you know about what it's like, you know, for you know, what's it like on the ground in these companies? Because on the outside, we hear things. On the inside, you find out about, like, you know, literally product wars between two different divisions, people trying to, you know, sabot going after each other with more vengeance than their competitors. And, you know, and you get, like, you also get, like, quotes like, Zuckerberg described Twitter as a clown car that drove into a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know... It's just this, wrong. you know, it's a very, very interesting. So I, 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 I'm not going to ignore the controversial nature of the book and et cetera about that, but I would say it's very interesting. Well, I'm glad Andrew that you said nonfiction books because that precludes me from saying uh, the fiction book for which I would suggest everybody read is Mastermind by Andrew Main, which I've I, I was I was thrilled the other day to get randomly served a targeted ad for on Twitter. Uh, uh, very, very, very exciting uh, uh, to see like that pop up and be like, wait a minute, who? Andrew didn't retweet? Oh, uh, a friend of mine didn't retweet? Literally just Amazon spent money. So I would know what I already knew because I had already mm -hmm. purchased it. And that is Mastermind, which is a, a team up between uh, The Naturalist and the Jessica Blackwood books, right? Yep, yep, between Theo Cray and Jessica Blackwood. Uh, so go get that. So we can't say that, but we do encourage you to go buy it. Uh, my pick is, and I mentioned this uh, the other week, Anarchy, State, and Utopia by Robert Nozick. And this was a recommendation from a, a very philosophical, philosophically-minded friend, uh, Kevin Ryan, who uh, is, is digging into it. But it's a political philosophy book and is uh, written in the mid-'70s, I believe, and is often credited as the the intellectual and philosophical underpinnings of much of our modern libertarian uh, ideas. But uh, the book, I think, so far it's dense. Like, and I'll tell you, even for and for an audio book, it's very dense. So I'm not even a quarter of the way <laughs> through it. But uh, uh, especially since for the audio book, it includes all of the footnotes just in the uh, 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 in in the the you know, reading of it. Sounds but thrilling. Look, it it's if you're into political philosophy, like and and for everybody that's uh uh I, I would normally not tell people to read it. Except for the fact that politics has now crept into everything, 
to which I kind of feel like if everybody wants to weigh in on every political decision, then at some point, somebody, it's it should be recommended you got to eat your spinach. And that means like understanding some of these ideas. And I will say that for Nozick, Nozick apparently uh, in the foreword, it goes into this, but came out of a very, very, very influential group of political philosophers through the late 60s and 70s that in many ways charted our modern kind of political course. And and amongst that group, you got had important works about progressivism and uh, uh, various different other uh, trends that I don't want to, I could guess, but I don't want to be uh, dumb about it. Long story short, he does not just make a statement on why this is right. Uh, a lot of where I have gotten so far is fascinating in that like for him to just basically for him to discover the worth of the state, he goes through a thought experiment of how many private clubs or companies would you need to totally replicate what we imagine the role of the state would be. And then with each one of them breaks down what would go wrong and what would go right and, and the pros and cons of each. But if you go think about like, okay, what is the elemental thing and what can be replaced, what can't be replaced, then that is his way of, of, of guiding us toward the point of, well, what do we understand the state to be? And so what uh, eventually he gets to, one of the other most famous parts of the book, is he then, not only as is uh, put in there, anarchy, state, and utopia, then takes it the step further of uh, how do we, like how do we even conceptualize utopia and how do we understand our political philosophy to either play closer or further away from it so uh heady do not be into it if uh, uh do not read it if you are not like up for this game but uh uh if you are into political philosophy and you want to go ahead and uh and, and dig into it please go ahead anarchy state and utopia by robert nozick can i Google the guy and tell me he does not have the most amazing hair you've ever seen on a philosopher. I have not seen this. I have not. I have not looked at him. Uh, oh wow, though he's he's a looker. Oh, dude! Wow. I'll tell you what. Is that George Clooney? That's George, George Clooney photo George got Clooney. inserted there by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Man, I feel like this might this might not have to go into my my my, my Pinterest. I, I feel like I'm I'm getting into I'm getting into Nozick territory pretty quick. I feel like I need to rock this do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The <laughs> I just say not not judge the man by his words, not the style of his hair. But I gotta <laughs> not, tell not you, that, that that guy's got some style. Yeah. That's a yeah. who's the uh one of the Apple. Uh, VPs, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> he definitely, uh, yeah, he he's got he's got some Frederigi locks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I've got I've, I I don't I don't read as much um, as uh, some of the other folks on the show. Um, uh, I, I think the last book I've read this is more more of like a self help thing, but I figure that this this would probably be helpful to somebody out there. Um, I read, and I think I had this as a pick a little while ago, um, freedom from anxious thoughts and feelings. Um, a, f a friend of mine recommended this, and this is like a, uh, um, a mindfulness based, um, uh, uh, thought paradigm, basically. Um, I, uh, uh, the idea being like, I, I, I'm, I'm the type of, of person who gets, uh, I don't know, I get caught up. You know, I get in a cycle, you know, you get, you kind of get oh, stuck yeah, yeah, on yeah. loop. And, um, 
But the idea, the paradigm that this sets about is um, imagine kind of your thinking spaces being two big screens, right? okay. one in front of you and one to your side. And all of the kind of um, the bad thoughts, the intrusive thoughts are on that side screen. Yep. And they're trying to steal your attention away from the center screen, which is reality and the present moment. And they, they give you some techniques on, um, you know, acknowledging the things on the side and. Um, While not letting it overtake and, and become corrosive to the, 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 the moments that, that matter and the right. connections that you are forging in the moment. So that you're not ignoring uh, those, those thoughts and ideas because they can, yeah. there, there, there is, you know, oftentimes value in having a part of, um, of your response be be fear or tension or anxiety. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's this kind of accept, acknowledge, and move on sort of um, principle. And and uh, I, I think that's that's a little bit um, of, uh, of 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 some exercises that are help helpful for me. So I I think I'm only I think I only made it about halfway through at this point, but um, uh, but I, I I found it helpful. I I thought it was a, a good recommendation from a friend of mine. So so much of mindfulness uh, I have almost out of hand rejected because uh, simply because of the worst people on the planet that I was around in the Bay Area would often just kind of cite it like it was a magic word that would make their life better when really like maybe if 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 they were really committed to self-betterment uh, they wouldn't be such a-holes <laughs> uh that being said i do think that there is a tremendous amount of worth in in what i've gathered in a lot of mindfulness philosophy which is uh not allowing yourself the indulgence of lack of connection or bad behavior or being short because you feel like you are are put upon and therefore you are allowed to do it this is this is you eating a whole cake because you feel sad but emotionally and meanwhile it does nothing but degrade your relationships with people outside and and gives you more reason why you would fret and and be in that kind of cycle yeah um and so it's it's um you know i don't think it's it's necessarily perfect, and I think that there are some parts of the book that I look at and go, "Oh, that's kind of um, a signal that this might be used by, by, I don't know, for various motivations." But, but I, I think it's interesting, and I think some of the exercises inside work good because I think that was what I was really looking for. But you think that there's a nefarious purpose to mindfulness, or or, or nefarious people are are amongst it? Um, I know that some of the things that this can help you with is is, I I it's just it's a it's a little. So it's a little godly, is what I'll say. There's a little spiritual. A little godly for for me in some instances, but um, but it but it's helpful in that there are exercises in here, which is the thing I I needed more. I, I you know kept hearing about mindfulness. Yeah. Try pro mindfulness. Do this. Do that. But what I needed was this is the definition of it, and here are some things that you can do. Um, so for those of you who are just joining us because our stream dropped off and now it's back, Bryce's pick is the Bible, which his review <laughs> is a little godly for me. It's yeah. good. It's a good read. It's just a little godly, just a little Jesus for me. Kind of preachy. Yeah. <laughs> little preachy. Yeah. Um, but but um, I it, so there's just a, there's just every so often there will be like one sentence and then I'll be like, oh okay, I guess you could 
did that too. Um, but uh, otherwise, I think this is it's very helpful and a good um, kind of first step into figuring out uh, mindfulness. Yeah. So. You never know. Like, you know, I remember reading a book and it was sort of a pop psychology book was Maxwell Maltz's Psycho-Cybernetics, which like came out like the 50s or the 60s. I forget what it was. But there was points in there about like the idea of accepting personal responsibility, like just just like stop blaming things. Then like yeah. your inside, your internal view versus your external view, the idea of understanding that how we see ourselves isn't how other people see us. And there's how we want to see ourselves and understanding that incongruity there. And it was really helpful. And, and uh, you know, you never know. You pick something up that I'll be like, hey, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is really cool. Like, mm. um, like, uh, was it Think and Grow Rich, you know, which is a old you know book about you know how to make money but under underneath it all was the whole the the point of the, the moral the secret is willpower yeah the willpower and that really was like yes like what and you read this like if you can't figure it out i'm not going to tell you and then you're like well what is it what is it it's like mm-hmm. no they all had willpower these people wouldn't give up like oh and napoleon hill's kind of a, a bit of an interesting figure because i think some of his bio may be been elaborated but nah. the core point though of like yeah no willpower really it is a thing it is a thing uh yeah oh i mean w- without a doubt without a doubt i mean that's the the number one thing that i have have thought more and more about and come back to uh as i've gotten older is the understanding of the the, the combination of like internal energy how much am i wasting on tearing myself down how much am i spending on the effort that i have at hand how much uh uh, content am i completing like and and i don't look i mean obviously we are in the business of creating independent content but like that can be anything just getting to the end of a cycle like where and, and the efficiency therein and how much it takes your mind versus uh you know your 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 talent and skill uh and and preserving that that's that's the name of the game, man. And, and, uh, uh, I feel like there's different ways that people can understand that and conceptualize it, but there's, there's no one way to eat a Reese's. <laughs> right. Uh, gentlemen. Yep. Um, I think we could, the books that we recommended could serve as our picks if you like. Absolutely. I think they are. Yeah. I think that those are, those are some good meaty books. Then it's been after. <laughs> Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>